In the world of comic book storytelling, some tales are so massively important, they require being told outside of their normal ongoing titles. Whether revolving around a single character, a team of heroes, or encompassing the fate of the universe, these stories are as important as the rest of the books that come out monthly. The following is no exception. Bridging the gap between comics and audio entertainment media, my big fat poll list is proud to present a podcast mini-series. You've heard of the Avengers, the Justice League, the X-Men, Teen Titans, Guardians of the Galaxy, Defenders, the Legion of Superheroes, even the Watchmen. But what if we told you that there was another team of colorfully clad heroes that you've never heard of who are equally as influential to comic books and the industry as a whole? Who is this mystery team, you ask? Archie Comics' very own stable of masked heroes, the Mighty Crusaders. Join us now for the fifth and final part of our special five-part series, where we look at the many attempts of the last 25 years to revive these lost heroes, examine the part the internet has played in their history, and speculate on the future and potential of the Mighty Crusaders as we celebrate their 80th anniversary and beyond. Welcome everyone, I am Dr. Impact, your host for our fifth and final episode of the Mighty Crusaders History miniseries, and we uh, we tried to get as many people back for this episode as we could, so there's a whole group of us here, I'm going to let everybody go around the table and introduce themselves. I am the mysterious Mr. X. I'm the not-so-mysterious Smurfy. <laughs> and I'm what lurks in the dungeon, Dragonus Prime. Oh, oh, that's better than the uh, not so mysterious. <laughs> Thank you. I can't believe that we're here in the final the final episode. Has We've it been, been five episodes it's, already? It's been five episodes All already. Right. So okay. here here we are. Before we get into the history, before we we start breaking down the last twenty five years, there is I guess we can call it a little bit of pseudo mighty crusader house cleaning that has to be done. Going all the way back to our very first episode of the miniseries, mm -hmm. where we established the fact that Smurfy was given a Mighty Crusaders starter kit yes. of sorts. Mr. X and I had kind of talked it over, and we picked out the primary issues and the, and the best storylines, at least the best that we felt were best, and gave those to Smurfy after recording our first episode so that he could read the Mighty Crusaders because that was his, his very first experience with the characters. So now here we are. We're back on our final episode of this event. Smurfy, you've had a few weeks now. You've read the starter kit. And some of the stuff, some of the more recent stuff, we'll, we'll get into detail more as we get into the history. But what, what's your thoughts? What's your initial thoughts? So many thoughts at one time. It's just, <laughs> where do I even begin? Actually, I feel like that's know, probably your regular to, problem right, daily. It, always. It? Yeah. It, as many thoughts as reboots, huh? To be honest, uh, it was good. It was good. It was good. <laughs> it had that, like, old school comic feel. The best way to describe it for any kids nowadays, 
is do you guys remember the episode of Simpsons where Bart gets his hands on Radioactive Man number one? Yeah, oh yeah. And they all and they're reading it and they're like, you know, using their like little tweezers to like turn the pages and it's like the you hear the dialogue in it where he's just like, I am radioactive. It had that very similar same sure. feel that kept popping back up into my head. Mm. So it was that old school nostalgic, I am the fly, I am a hero, I'm here to save the day type stuff, which was great. But then it kind of got repetitive. Yeah. I think we gave you the Mighty Crusaders trade, collected yes. trade, right? Yes, yeah. Which uh, collects Flyman 31, 32, 33, and I think Mighty Crusaders number one was I the believe so, yeah. One. yeah. And it's all about joining forces, but they're yeah. all really cool yeah. characters, and I can also see where there's a lot of inspiration in current characters from these old characters. Oh, mm. sure, yeah. yeah. Pretty much yeah. straight rip-offs. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Then as the stuff got uh, a little bit more, I didn't get to read everything, but as it got more advanced, I read uh, The Hangman, and I really enjoyed his story from DC's Red Circle. Yeah, that's stuff that we'll get into here, but I know that Prime was a big fan of the DC stuff, too. Yeah, it was So that's was that's cool that you know we've actually got a number of us here who have read that stuff when we get into that now. It's a pretty fun set that we you know yeah, yeah. that we had you take a look at. Well rounded, yeah, very well rounded, and and yeah, unless you're a big big fan of Silver Age comics, they can be tough to get. Through. Well, hell, for that matter, I would assume for modern audiences, and by modern audiences, I mean probably anyone under the age of twenty five or thirty. I would think even comics from the eighties would maybe be difficult for, for some to get through. The Bronze so even, Age yeah, is yeah. also, can it, it, it can be a little uh, clunky. A little, a little clunky and a little dated if you're not used to it. So I could even see how, how younger audiences might have a difficult time getting into that Red Circle stuff. Yeah, I can say, because I've tried to go back and read even some of the stuff from the 90s, like not MLJ, Archie stuff, but yeah. just other DC Marvel stuff from the 90s, and it was almost a chore to get through some of those. And you're of our generation. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think all of us here are only about three or four years apart from one another, you know, give or take. And and so that's, you know, even coming from someone who grew up with that, you're, right. you're saying that. So I'm complete opposite. I, I love <laughs> the almost simplicity of the 90s because it all it was was big guns, big muscles, big boobs, and action. Sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there should be a term that should be coined for that. Comic book magic. Although, although, ironic, since we're sitting here talking about MLJ, because, you know, Leefeld, Liefeld, however you pronounce it, you know, he did that uh, that Spectrum, oh, failed yeah. Spectrum relaunch of the S.H.I.E.L.D. that, that yeah. never saw print. With his deep V. Yeah, with the deep V and the, and the giant Captain America chest, which he just kind of recycled for Fantastic. the promo image, yeah. All right, well, without getting, you know, into too much detail about some of the stuff that Smurfy read at this point in time, let's go ahead and dive into the final 25 years of the Mighty Crusaders. The digital era. The Mighty Crusaders sort of went away with the end of the Impact Run. Mm. Before their next printed return, Archie Comics started to dip their toes into the internet. One of the things, I mean, this was, you know, mid to late 90s at this point. The internet was just starting to come up. Companies and businesses were starting to get websites. Archie was no different. When they started their first initial website, they did an original online-only digital comic on the web. Really? Was uh, it the web? It was the web. Huh. On the web. The web was on the web. The web was on the web. And they did. I mean, they did Archie and Betty and I know all those guys, too. But 
but they did the web. And I don't know if it lasted past one issue. I don't even know how many pages. I've actually never personally read it. I've hmm. seen images. It was done by Neil Adams, hmm. which is ironic if you think about it since he kind of started his career with right. random panels of the fly back in the, the 60s. And now here we are in the mid to late 90s after he's become a name and now he's doing the web. Well, that was their first initial failed attempt at trying to bring the characters back. Well, you know, in the past, we've talked about how the MLJ characters have been trailblazers. And it seems this is, yet again, another example of trying to do online comics yeah. before know, anybody was really doing online comics. Because nowadays, that's, that's the rage. Everybody, Most people I know are reading stuff digitally instead of actually going out and picking up the physical book. You know, it's interesting. I, I didn't even make that connection myself. That's why you got me That's here. That's why you're here. Yep. Yeah. That's, yeah, that is pretty incredible. That, you know, I don't know if this is the first digital comic, but certainly an early one. Definitely. Yeah, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. But it only, like I said, it was very short-lived. I don't know how, how many issues, if, if maybe only one. So the first real return after Impact folded was when the Mighty Crusaders started showing up in a book called Archie's Weird Mysteries. Archie's Weird Mysteries was, I don't know if it was based on a cartoon or if it was based on an idea loosely out of a, an animated series on Archie or what, but basically it was Archie and Jughead and they solved Scooby-Doo-style mysteries in each issue. Zoinks! Yeah, and I want to say it was Archie Weird Mysteries number three in April of 2000, where Jughead bought a comic, he bought uh, an issue of The Mighty Crusaders. Okay. And all of the characters jumped off the page and started <laughs> inhabiting Riverdale. Wait, what like... the hell was in the hamburgers Jughead was eating? <laughs> yeah, well, every, evidently everybody else was eating them too. Is this kind of like Guy Gardner and General Glory and all that? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh wow, going into some <laughs> D, some obscure DC history there, huh, Prime? <laughs> okay, pseudo similar, but nowhere near as well constructed. It was very strange, and and it almost to the point where. If I remember right, I think Moose got controlled by Brain Emperor oh, and wow. was turned into a supervillain. It was jeez. It was it was pretty ridiculous. But the the coolest thing about the book was that all of the Crusaders were modeled after that Batman animated series Bruce Tim style. Oh, okay. Oh, that's neat. There it is. And that was very very cool. Again, with the exception of the Fly and Lancelot Strong. For those of you who don't, who, who just jumped to this episode, although I don't know why you would have, <laughs> but for those of you out there who did, uh, check out our previous episode uh, of this event where we talk about the Impact Era, and we'll go into greater detail about the legal suit that the Joe Simon estate filed against Archie Comics. Anyway, to make a long story short... Too late. Thank you. By the point of the Archie Weird Mystery books coming out, Archie Comics had lost the rights to The Fly mm. and Lancelot Strong. So from this point on, those characters no longer appear, and, and thus that starts here. You do still get Fly Girl, because Archie retained the rights to her. But yeah, the art style was very, very cool. It, it's very fun. And there was about a year's worth of stuff at that time where Archie... Weird Mysteries primarily, but a few other random Archie books, would have a one- or two-page, basically, PSA. If you guys remember... <laughs> like the... G.I. Joe? Yes, yes, sort of. Wow. Almost exactly like G.I. Joe. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, was, it was almost a cross between the 
Now You Know yeah. PSA yeah. on G.I. Joe and the old Hostess, one, Cupcake? Hostess Cupcake Twinkie <laughs> oh, ads that, that they had. Yeah. But wow. they fe- featured the Mighty Crusaders in the Bruce Tim style. Things like Inferno and Firefly teaching people about fire safety. And Captain Flag, for some reason, was teaching people about bicycle helmet safety. I'm not sure why Captain Flag qualifies. I would think wearing. You want to end up like a vegetable? A... Well, make sure you wear a helmet. Yeah, I get. Yeah, I, yeah, I so says Captain Flag. If I want to be a vegetable, wear a helmet. Got it. No, yeah. Yes. yes exactly. In your case. Yes, in maybe, your case. Yeah. <laughs> Always have it. Broccoli. It's a vegetable. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> In addition to those, they also did uh, one-page origin recaps in random books mm. on different characters. But there was no rhyme or reason to it. There was no get Archie Weird Mysteries number four to get the Shields origin, and then issue five would have the Comet, and then issue six would have this PSA. It was just random, and it was like they only did three or four PSAs and only about three or four origins, and then mass-printed them in many Archie books at that time. Wow, Which okay. origins? They were kind of modernized versions of the original origins. Okay. Um, hmm. Okay. So, so not worrying about the impact stuff. No. Concentrating more on the blue ribbon. The blue ribbon type era. pep and that stuff from, okay. the, from the beginning. Right. Yeah. And I think I think Steel Sterling had one, and I think Black Hood had one. And, and well, yeah. because when they in the art, because I've seen some of the art, it's in the style. Those costumes mm-hmm. are those original. Yes, older they went costumes. back to the original stuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, they did. They did kind of go back, but it didn't last long. If you think about it, that was kind of a half-assed relaunch that Archie had done, and so of course maybe it, never it was a soft. Re- maybe they were kind of like testing the waters. Like, well, that does be. anybody care? That could be. Maybe it was the fact that nobody sent us any letters, but the simple fact that you're putting it in Archie Mystery Series, I mean, unless you're a hardcore Archie reader, yeah, nobody else nobody's is gonna know really going to know about yeah, that. Yeah, nobody's going to find it. Well, it wasn't a risk. Well, that's true, a good point, true. too. Yeah, yeah, I didn't yeah. think of it that way. Well, there was a group of people that were interested, oh. and they ended up licensing the characters. And that would be DC Comics. Ah. What happened over at DC, DC kind of had this resurgence of creative storytelling around the point of Green Lantern Rebirth, when Jeff Johns came in and brought Hal Jordan back. Yeah. DC Comics started to pick up and get really good for a number of years. Mm -hmm. They did those Batman Superman Jeff Loeb books yep. with Ed McGuinness. Oh, and Ed McGuinness. Those yeah. are amazing, yeah. And then, of course, that led to Infinite Crisis, and then you had a plethora of crises over a very crises? short amount of time. Yeah. Crisi? Crisis? Crises? Crosses. Well, There's some trouble. <laughs> after Final Crisis, Dan Didio, who I think currently is still in, in charge of DC, but at the time he was in charge, he had decided he wanted to start bringing new characters into DC Comics proper, into the continuity. So they licensed the Milestone Heroes. They licensed the Thunder Agents. Mm, They licensed Doc Savage and the Shadow and other pulp characters. And then went to Archie and licensed the Mighty Crusaders. And hired Babylon 5 creator J. Michael Straczynski to come in and relaunch them. 
Oh, okay. Was this like his early comic work? No, no. he had he had already done Rising Stars by then. He had already done. Uh, well, I mean, Midnight I mean, uh, I mean, comic work for the big two because I know he also did Spider Man for. I a think long he had time. done Thor by then too. Really, he, he may have done both. Okay. Yeah, I okay. think you might be right. He may have done both of those by then. He came on board, and what he was tasked to do was to relaunch Brave and the Bold. Okay. And All Brave right. and the Bold was going to be a showcase book that would be a team-up book, and it would always be Batman and someone new that mm. they were adding to continuity. And it was going to start with all the Crusaders characters. And he said the first three story arcs were going to be the Shield, the Fly, and the Black Hood. Oh, so they actually got the rights to use the Fly, too? No. Oh! Oh, <laughs> <laughs> No. No. And not only did they not get the rights to do the Fly, because it, it was so tied up in legalities. Right. But Straczynski felt like he was shoehorning these characters into DC continuity and trying to connect things to post-Final Crisis continuity. And he didn't feel like it was fair to those characters. He didn't feel like it was fair to Batman and the established characters. So legend has it that he contacted DC and Dan Didio and said, shred everything, and any of the stuff that has been drawn... Go ahead and bill me for it because I messed up. This is on me. And I'm going to start over. I'm going to do four one-shots, and we're going to relaunch the line in continuity that way. Huh. Wow. Well, it shows you yeah. what kind of clout that Straczynski has and if he can just say that. too, to say, right. bill me. I'm the one right. that screwed up. Yeah. That's When I heard that, I thought, well, hell, I'll read anything he writes now just to support him for that. Yeah, no doubt. Mm. Um, so, yeah, so he relaunched the Red Circle imprint at DC, but it was still in continuity. Okay. And that started in July of 2009 with an issue of Superman, Wonder Woman, and Green Arrow. And I don't I don't recall the issue numbers, but those three issues had cameos of Mighty Crusaders characters before the one-shots launched. Mm, okay. And the one-shots, the four one-shots that launched were The Hangman, Inferno, The Web, and The Shield. And I'll Smurfy, I think that's the hangman that you read. Yes, correct. And they, they, he, he sort of took basic ideas for the characters and modernized them, but they started over from scratch, similar to Impact. The only one that got completely retconned was the hangman. Uh, he was no longer the Comet's brother. Mm. He was now a Civil War hero. Yeah, Civil War-like doctor. He was a, surgeon. Yeah, 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 surgeon, yeah. And he got lost in the wrong size of battle. Yeah. And what was it? They tried to kill him, or they tried to hang him, I think. Yeah. They, yeah. they, they, they caught him, and uh, they thought he was a spy. And he was like, nope, just trying to get back to my base. Uh, I even healed one of your guys who, didn't have, who couldn't see. That's right. And that's they were right. like, uh, we don't care. We're going to hang you. Put him on a horse and hung him on a tree. Yeah. Or like, you know, like, yeah. And they were just like, yeah. So yeah. And then he made a deal with the yeah. devil. Yeah. Look at this guy spouting the uh, MLJ Red Circle yeah. knowledge. <laughs> I know. How about that? Five episodes ago, he didn't even know who we were talking about. No. Yeah, and now he's, now he's jumping in. I told him that one made an impact on me. Because, like, yeah. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Professor hey. Smurphy. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cool. He ended up, you know, making this deal with like a devil-like hangman spirit creature and living forever. So when night falls, he becomes the hangman and enacts justice. And during the day, he goes back to being Doctor Robert Dickering, S Stephen Strange. I mean, <laughs> yeah, right, hangman, <laughs> Johnny Blaze. I mean, <laughs> I mean, Catch. I mean, yeah. Jim Corgan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Dead Man. I mean, yeah. He was basically all of that. But the, the rest were all pretty similar. The web started to stray quite a bit. 
he of course has a very similar origin to where his brother is is involved in dirty dealings and he becomes the web but when he got his own book and perhaps before i get into that i should i should preface that by saying after the one shots shield and web each got ongoing series mm, in yeah. dc continuity with backup stories i think uh what the web had Webhead, hangman and shield had inferno and shield had inferno hmm. yeah so you got all four of them in constant but but it was just the two titles and the web started to franchise his superhero identity so they kind of started to go into the impact era of the web where you would contact the web through the web i think it was something like it's like an app or something it was like it? an app or, or a, a website or a chat room or something where you says web i need help.com or something like that that's right and <laughs> yeah <laughs> something weird like that you know and then you would contact him and he would send you <laughs> he would send pads. you a super super suit you'd become a new web agent so they so, they say hold on i'm sorry wait <laughs> time <laughs> out. Back up. let's back it up so they send you a super suit yeah. to where you become a member of web to take care of your own problem yes, yes. we are not going to solve your problem solve your own damn you're problem gonna we're going to we're going to give you the means to solve your problem but then and after there that there is dialogue like that, that Smurfy, really? where where wow. the web says this is not my problem that's why you got a suit from me I mean, think okay. of the life lesson. How accomplishing is that, though, that he solved the problem himself? Yeah. Or got a, a spleen ripped out. Either way, he got taught a lesson. True. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I can't get the AI to work. <laughs> so there's there's webs all over the country. They're causing problems. Batgirl has to get in on it because now the Justice League is starting to have issues. I mean, it was very rooted in DC continuity. <laughs> Eventually, all of the, the web hosts vanished uh, they got you know either their suits taken away because they were crazy or whatever except for one of them and i don't recall if her name was kim brand or not but she kept her suit and altered it heavily and became fly girl it's very uh mm. armor wars like oh that's a good point mm. yeah that's a very good point i didn't even make that connection till now and the backup stories with inferno and hangman they started introducing other characters. The Inferno was a villain, not a villain, but he was wanted, and he had no memory of who he was. Right. Um, but he was wanted, just like the original Inferno was kind of a bad guy. Basically, the Comet is Oof. held on retainer by this organization to bring him in. Okay. Now, the Comet was the only one of the missteps in the whole DC Red Circle thing. So just the Comet. He looks so bad. Yeah, all the others were... Worse than the rainbow outfit that he used to have? Oh, it's right there with it. Yeah. It's, uh, all right. Okay. It's not great, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> the comet suit was not, was not great. And they don't really give his origin, at least not that I can recall. He was just, there's the comet, he's now here, and, and that's that. Oh. By this point, Straczynski has left the books. He is no longer... He only did the well, one no shots. wonder... Yeah, if we're, if we're going to get subpar quality, of yeah, course and, he's gone. And that's where it started going. And they introduced the other characters. The Shield book introduced a Jaguar, only his name was Raphael Hardy instead of Ralph Hardy. The Web introduced Black Hood. Mm. There was that one winged girl that showed oh, up. Oh yes, War Eagle shows up when the books ended. Because of course, like all Crusaders, books, <laughs> right? They do. Yeah, they do. And they they end with issue ten. When the books ended, they relaunched as a six issue <laughs> ongoing that only lasted six issues mighty crusaders series mm, okay and in that we get war eagle now that's a character that we didn't go into in any of our episodes but war eagle was a character from the 40s 
who was a pilot, a war pilot, which is why he went by the moniker of War Eagle. Oh, okay. Now, in the DC Red Circle stuff, it was a a woman who looked very much like Hawkgirl, almost, Um, and she was known But this is DC. We already have a Hawkgirl. Right. Why do we need another Hawkgirl? Uh-huh. Yeah. (laughs) Correct. She's not a hawk. She's, She's a, a war, war eagle. eagle. She's an eagle. <laughs> so it's a little so. different. She was from Thanagar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Right uh, next door to Thanagar. Right next door exactly. to Thanagar. Yeah, yeah. Right. Gotcha. They borrowed sugar all the time. That's right. <laughs> She's from Garthan. Garthan. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously the quality kind of dipped. By issue six of The Mighty Crusaders ongoing, it was over. <laughs> it We're was not done. doing this anymore. <laughs> now, they wow. had an option to re-up the license. Really? Oh. Yes, they had the option to re-up the license, but this ended early of 2011. The very next thing that came out was Flashpoint. Oh, well, and that changes and everything. that changes everything. Mm-hmm. So the Crusaders go back to Archie. And you know what? Technically speaking, because we all know what happened after Flashpoint, oh, where you, DC is concerned, it's probably a good thing. Can you imagine a new Fifty Two version of new the Mighty 52 Crusaders? Fifty Two Mighty oh, Crusaders. Man. Yes, it's terrific. Oh, is that right? No, <laughs> wrong. I invite you to leave, sir. <laughs> Black Hood would have been a partner to Red Hood. Oh uh, yeah, it would have been the Black Red, Red Hood, Hood Brothers yeah. or something. Oh my god! Yeah. Actually, the book would just be called the Hoods. Yeah. No, I'm I'm pretty sure they would have done the Rainbow. We would have had a Red Hood, Black Hood, Blue Hood, Green oh, Hood, like oh, yeah. the Lanterns. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah, it would have that would have been all bad. bad. So thankfully, they went back to Archie and laid dormant for a short time. They did a lot, man. They were out for a whole year. I know. They were sleepy. (laughs) They were sleepy. They were sleepy. They were running around a much more dense universe than they were used to. It wasn't long before Archie decided to relaunch Red Circle Comics proper. Good. They came back with a six-issue miniseries called The New Crusaders. Yes. Now we're talking about the stuff that I was going to say, now you got into this stuff, right? Yes. Yeah. After all the talk of... The early stuff, after reading all of the Impact stuff when we lived together, and then, ta-da-da-da, the new Crusaders, we've got the Red Circle stuff, it's not being controlled by DC. I'm like, I'll look at this. And it was fun again. It was uh, actually, so much fun. the magic of comics, again. Yeah, it was. That it was there. Everything you could possibly love about all the old stuff was peppered through, and they respected a certain continuity. Not all the continuities, but there was a respect to the continuity. And it was a legacy. It was a legacy title. Yeah. And I love that type of storytelling because it's, we're going to pay respect to the past by moving things into the future and we're going to give it to the kids. Yeah. Yeah, basically it was the the kids of the original Crusaders. The, The Crusaders had defeated the Brain Emperor and they established the tranquil community of the Red Circle, where mm-hmm. they all lived, in the middle of Impact City. I mean, there were a little crazy Easter eggs like that throughout right. the whole book. They were all get, they would get together once a year for like a reunion picnic, barbecue, barbecue kind of thing. thing. Yeah, 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 right. And they all get together, and the shield never showed up. And this year, he finally shows up. The kids are off doing their own was thing. Was he frozen in ice? Yeah, yeah, right. I think so. No, he was a no, statue. No, actually, <laughs> he was off. Uh, actually, he had aged considerably. He, uh, his aging was starting to catch up. He now had a big white beard. He was, you know, maybe late fifties, early sixties. So while they're at the barbecue, they are attacked 
No. Yeah, how about that? By the Brain Emperor, he's returned. He looked much cooler this time. Instead of an exposed brain under a glass dome. Or the Medusa had, one. Or the Medusa Brain Emperor from the DC Red Circle stuff. Yeah. He, he looked like he had veins in the top of his head that were directly connected to his brain. It was a much more intimidating look and a much more interesting design. And he killed them all. All of the Crusaders died except the shield and the kids. And the shield takes the kids into a secret bunker and tells them, hey, you are the children of the mighty Crusaders, and if we're going to stop the Brain Emperor, I need you guys to suit up. Yeah, time to hero up? Yeah. Yeah. We're all in shock and awe right now. Well, yeah, Yeah. I mean, that's serious. I mean, you've just watched your parents be wiped out. You've been told that you are the children of heroes, and you now also have to take the role of being a hero to avenge not only your parents, but then save the world. Yeah. It's uh, bigger than killing Black Hood in issue one of Black Hood. <laughs> right. Yeah, really. You took out the whole damn team. Yeah. The kids that you end up getting is uh, a young Steel Sterling, who's obviously Steel Sterling's son. Kelly Brand, I believe her name was, which is the daughter of Fly Girl and... I want to say Blackjack or the Fox. I can't remember which. Hmm, okay. So she takes on the Flag yeah, moniker. Yeah. Wyatt Raymond is the son of John Raymond, the original Webb, so he becomes the new Webb. Okay, okay, yeah. Greg Reeves is the adopted son of John Dickering, so he becomes the new Comet. I liked his costume. Design. I liked his costume, too. That poor kid. Different. Hey, man. It's not your old dad. You're adopted. By the way, but you're by also the superhero. Yeah, right. yes, by right. the way, put well, this on. I don't have any powers. Put it, on the suit, There was kid. no hiding he was adopted. Oh, okay. it, it, it was well, that's good. <laughs> it was worse than that for uh, Yvette, and I can't remember Yvette's last name, but Yvette was just, I think, the star pupil of Ralph Hardy oh, man. at the zoo or the archaeological whatever, and he just happened to bring her with him to the barbecue. You're so plus when one. he dies, <laughs> they give her... The Jaguar. Yeah. She's a plus one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's a plus one You're who in, ends kid. up being the Jaguar. And they alter that considerably, saying that the Jaguar belt was not the only piece, that the Jaguar belt was actually a piece of an entire suit of armor. Hmm. Yeah. And that the yeah. belt was for Ralph, but there was a helmet mm-hmm. that she would wear. Hmm. So they kind of changed it up a little bit, and she and had, like, well, these gauntlet gave, claws. And you, you, you were able to do another female Jaguar, yes. yeah. but now it could be different than the version that you had during the impact. Yeah. So what happened to the belt? Uh, I th- I don't know. I don't know if it ever actually established it or if the belt was in the the Crusader's trophy room, maybe, hmm. but she had to use the helmet. Or she maybe it was destroyed it. Yeah. along with Ralph. It could have been. It could have been if yeah. he was wearing it. So the final member was Fireball, and I don't recall his his alias, but I want to say that he was the nephew of the original Fireball. Mm. And that makes up your, your team. While they're at the... Mr. X, you'll love this if you don't already remember it. While they're in the underground headquarters, the secret oh. headquarters, there is a portal that the new Fly Girl is taken through where she will learn how to use the fly ring and the buzz gun and all of the abilities. And that takes her to this, like, watchtower out in space somewhere that is looked over by... Bob mother effing Phantom. (laughs) (laughs) And I love me some Bob mother effing Phantom. Yeah, he he was almost like the mechanic for the team, or like the the tech guy. Yeah, kind of like Forge. I was just going to say, like Forge, yeah. 
did he uh, teleport up there and then forget how to get back? Yeah, who knows? Yeah. Maybe he just didn't want to be around people. I don't that blame could him. Be. Uh, neither that do could I. Be. <laughs> there was also a chimp. Yes. <laughs> that hung out with them named Dusty, obviously alluding to the shield sidekick Dusty from the 40s. <laughs> Let's not forget the boy buddies. Yeah, why, why a chimp? I, I don't know where where this character came from. I, I have no idea. Yeah, come he on, everybody loves knew... everybody loves monkeys. Yep, apes, I guess chimps, stuff like that. Dusty, the original Dusty though, does show up in the book hmm. because it's here that they establish there is a shield-like organization called the MLJ, mm. and I forget what it stands for. It's something like military logistics jurisdiction or something like that. But Dusty, the original Dusty, has grown up. He's an adult. He now runs the MLJ. So that was kind of cool. They, they connected to that. And that is, that is a great six issues. Yeah. That is a great series. Yeah. Oh, it only was six issues? It was a six-issue mini. They, there was Zip Penitentiary, just like the old Zip <laughs> comics. I forget, Zenith something Penitentiary or something like that. Man, that's just like a love letter to Archie. It stuff. is. It was right. a great, great series. In the prison, they had The Hangman and Black Hood and Deadly Force who were all locked up with all these other supervillains. And, of course, Brain Emperor attacks the prison, and they let everybody, all the villains are out, and Black Hood and Hangman join up with the new Crusaders to try and stop it, and Deadly Force, who made his appearance in the 80s, but has been reused constantly in each relaunch as a villain. But in this one, he he was helping them. Mm. So he's in prison. Maybe he's atoning for his crimes. Maybe, I, I yeah. don't know. But they've they've kind of made Deadly Force a pseudo hero working with them. And they were all back. I mean, you know, Redstone, the villain Redstone, they brought him back from the 80s. The Eraser came back. <laughs> and he was much more intimidating looking. He was much more interesting this time. They did. They re- revamped all the villains so that they all looked way cooler. The way that I look at it is is when Archie got together to do this relaunch where the new crusaders are concerned it's almost what idw did when they relaunched teenage mutant ninja turtles very much so it was we all grew up loving the movies the original comic books the cheesy original cartoon the toy line the archie adventure series comics we all we loved all of that stuff so let's take all of that our love for that and start peppering it into this new version and it works. It works for Ninja Turtles just like it worked for the, the Mighty Crusaders, the yeah. new Crusaders. Yeah. And at the same time, they also launched, uh, I think it was a four or five issue miniseries on the Fox that yes. was connected. And that was written oh, cool. by Mark Wade, mm-hmm. yeah. who constantly keeps coming back to these characters, it seems. He's always working on them again. But that was a fantastic mm-hmm. book. That was a wonderful one. The it's Mark Wade. Was great. Well, yeah. it's Mark Wade. Right. right. But the art was great, too. It was yeah. very wacky. Okay. I want to say it had the feel, not the look, but the feel of Allred. Yeah, of Michael Allred, or like the the old 80s Toth Fox stuff. It had a feel of that. It was, I'm not sure if it was actually this artist, but it was almost, uh, what's his name, Michael Avon Oming? Yeah. And it may have even been him. I'm not sure. I I doubt it, though. But it was very much in that style. It's a great, great series. And I remember when those books were coming out, we're like, all right, they're back. They're back. They're back, and they're doing them right. And then... This will never end. And then they announced the next miniseries, Mm -hmm. uh, which was something like the the Children's Trial or Children's Crusade or something Something like that it was called. And they kept delaying it, and they kept delaying it. 
and nobody knew where it was. And the next thing you know, they put out an original, and I'm using quotation fingers, <laughs> graphic novel called New Crusaders Legacy, which was the S.H.I.E.L.D. sitting down with the team and telling them, okay, guys, you need to know about the history of your parents. So as he would say, okay, Evie, your mentor was the Jaguar. Then it reprinted a Jaguar story from the 80s. Uh, and then the next two pages were Fly Girl saying, well, what about, what about my mom? She was the Fly Girl, right? Oh, yeah, here. And then they'd reprint. But because Archie had the rights to reprinting Fly, they reprinted a Red Circle Fly issue. Oh, and well. at the end of the reprint, Fly Girl looks at S.H.I.E.L.D. and even says, who was that other guy in the file? And he says, that's a whole different story for another time. Ugh. And that's all they do to touch on the fly. That's li- the, that, that that trade sounds like it's the equivalent of a clip show. It was it was exactly the equivalent <laughs> of a clip show. The inserts were cool, and there were who's who style bio pages throughout. So that's well, cool. that's nice. But we want a whole trade that's filled with all original story. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, the whole Red Circle line ended yeah. right no. after that. Yeah. And about a year or two later. Archie Comics decided they were going to relaunch yet again. And this time, they were going to take a lead from the adult, dark-oriented comics that were coming out. What was that, around 2013 or 14, somewhere around there? And they changed the name of the imprint to Dark Circle Comics, because that's creative. And they started off with The Black Hood. The Black Hood came out, and it was a very adult, R-rated crime drama now interestingly enough the book starts with a cop who gets in the middle of a heist situation and the black hood shows up and it's the 80s motorcycle black leather black hood right right and he gets in the middle of everything and the cop shoots him in the head so once again a black hood issue number one and the black hood gets killed in issue one yet again you know at least they're paying homage to the to the yeah i guess so yeah (laughs) if it ain't broke don't fix it i I guess (laughs) i guess so now this cop greg hedinger has now become the new black hood while he's addicted to pain pills and going through major ptsd Every dark, whiskey-swilling, crime-noir stereotype. It's like the R-rated Peter Parker. Everything has to be going wrong for you, only to the nth degree. You don't get much more heroic than that. I guess, (laughs) yeah. Maybe in a Zack Snyder world. (laughs) And when you think about it, the Dark Circle line did feel very much like a Zack Snyder-esque reboot, because let's not forget what he did to the DC characters. Yep. Yep. During well, his tenure with Warner Brothers. Can we forget that? I tried. Some daily. of us wish we could, yeah. Well, and it, and it didn't stop there because the next book that got put out was The Shield. Oh, God, I hate The Shield. And this time, it was a woman, which is fine. That's not what I hate. Which is fine. <laughs> I just Victor- want to preface that is not what I hate. <laughs> right. We right. jumped to that really fast. Yeah. Anyway. V- Victoria Adams is her name. The initial idea is interesting. Basically, she was some sort of a spy of some sort during the Revolutionary War who is cursed to return for every major military event that occurs that that America is involved in, and she is to be America's shield. 
So she's the she's spirit the ghost of, of America. War? He's the she's the spirit of America is how they she sell it. She will never go away. Now we're always at war. They anyway. yeah. Now the way they write that off is they say that Tom Higgins Joe and Joe Higgins when they were creating the Shield formula in the forties, they based it off of the legacy of the legendary Shield. So they retconned to try and connect. I love the idea that that she, you know, comes back when we need her type of thing. My biggest problem with her, though, is nothing about her looks like the shield. No, her costume, at least the black hood emulated the black hood. This version of the shield didn't look like any incarnation of the shield that had come before. It was a complete redo. Yeah, well, for somebody who's supposed to be the shield for America, there's not a lot of America being represented in the outfit. No, no, at all. Right. no there's not. A, there, I don't think there's the any outfit, white. The there? outfit looks... Just the stripes. Yeah, just yeah, the stripes. stripes. The outfit okay. looks cool, but it doesn't scream the shield. And that's the problem. Right. Yeah. That's always been my complaint about it. Like, like, like you said, the character is cool. The concept mm-hmm. is cool. Everything about it is cool. But if you're the shield, you have to be the shield. Right. Yeah, and I can even get behind the idea that they based the original shield sure. off of her. I can, I can, you know, that's... It's not a great Cheesy retconning, but, but, right. but I can do that, yeah. yeah. Well, the book that followed that was The Hangman, which was essentially taking the Dark Circle Black Hood, mixing it into a horror film setting, and taking the storyline and origin of the DC Black Hood that Straczynski created and mixing them together. So uh-huh. The Hangman was a hitman who <laughs> is captured and hung and killed by The Hangman, Bob Dickering. The old Only one? yeah, the original Bob Dickering Hangman. Huh. Only now he's no longer the brother of the Comet, and that's not what happened. Now the Hangman, like the DC one, is like this spirit of vengeance, and you have to enact justice so many times to be exonerated, I guess. And now Bob has been exonerated, so now there's a void to be filled, and so now this new guy becomes the new Hangman. And it was supposed to be a horror themed comic and very very adult and r-rated all right but the fact that you now have two spirit based yes characters you're you're already doubling up and you haven't even run the gauntlet of your different types of heroes yeah so yet again another lazy example of trying to reboot something in a darker age Fly Girl was a spirit of a fly getting revenge on people with On shoes. everybody with fly swatters. Right. And yeah. I am here to take all of your fly paper. Well, the, the fourth title was announced, and that was The Web. I have no idea what her story was. It was a girl. They, not, they released a promotional image. I don't know what the story was. The book never came out. It never got oh, done. Oh, well. <laughs> so I can't even tell you what that book ha- was supposed to have to do with. I can't imagine why. <laughs> the final... Of the, of the Dark Circle books was The Fox, which was written by Mark Wade oh. and the same creative team as the Red Circle Fox and acted as if nothing had changed. That's why I love okay. Mark Wade. Well, then good. And that, yeah, and it was great. It was, it was very enjoyable. It was just like the previous Fox story for Red Circle. Dark Circle finally comes to a head with the Mighty Crusaders. They do a four-issue miniseries. As every run has done. Every run. That's true. Every run leads up to the team, and then it ends. And then it ends. (laughs) We formed a team now. That's it. I'm sorry. Maybe they should start with the team. Yeah, so the Mighty Crusaders comes out. It's a four-issue series, and this goes back to the New Crusaders. It picks up ten years after the New Crusaders ends. 
Oh, so we've gone see, back this, to this. I haven't even read. Yeah, this it is goes, stuff I don't know. It goes back to the previous New Crusaders line. Now, Fireball was killed at the end of the spoiler alert. Fireball was killed <laughs> at the end of the six-issue New Crusaders story. And over time, I guess the team has disbanded. And well, they've also gotten. If it's ten years, they're also a little bit older. And now they're now a little too, bit so. older as well. And somehow. The original Steel Sterling has returned, even though he died in the barbecue explosion. The magic of comics. Magic of comics, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there and you his, go. his son is now off running around the world on his own. I, I don't know. He's gone. So the Steel Sterling that's on the team is the original Steel Sterling, who's aged now. Okay. Shield, the Joe Higgins Shield, has lost the beard, and now he's an elderly man who's crippled, and he's using a cane. He can't walk, so he just sits behind a desk, and he has Wait, taken. Wait, like he got like atrophy in the armor? I I don't know what what they never explain yeah. it. They don't explain where the original Steel Sterling came from. They don't explain what happened to Joe, why he's limping. They don't explain why he has now suddenly taken over control of the MLJ. Mm. None of that is explained. Evie no longer wears the helmet to be the Jaguar. Now she's like Catgirl, like a feral, like like. Wolfsbane almost from, oh, wow. from the mutant world. Fly Girl has quit being Fly Girl and now she has adopted the moniker of Firefly. So on one hand, we're going back to an old MLJ character name, which is cool. Right. But now we don't have a fly anywhere. Yeah. And the web has now grown up and he's now the most rational of the group and the comet is now growing up and he doesn't want to lead the team anymore and and all of this is going on as the Eliminators, a new supervillain team, which is, I think, Redstone, I think, might be there, and a new rogue star. I don't know, a couple of bad guys. They attack, of course. So the Crusaders have to fight them, all while there is this group that is trying to raise Eternos. Now, in the old 60s Mighty Crusaders book, there was a villain, Eterno. Mm. I could see how that character could be be evolved and morphed over the decades to be an apocalypse or dark side-esque type of villain right? very okay. easily. Yeah. You need to have that. And you need to have that. Mm -hmm. And that's clearly what Eternos in this was. Whether or not he was the same Eterno, I don't know. Because it's never explained. Yeah. They keep flashing back to this guy being brought back to life. By the end of the four issues, they have defeated the bad guys. Eternos has come back to life. And they keep talking about how Mr. Justice is off somewhere exploring something he has discovered called the Blue Ribbon. And that the Brain Emperor might still be alive somewhere. Yeah. And the book ends with Mr. Justice talking about how he has seen many different incarnations of the Crusaders. And all of the roads lead back and are connected to Joe Higgins' The Shield. They are all... Con oh, and by the way, side note, Victoria Adams' shield is the field commander of this team. So now we've shoehorned the Dark Circle stuff wow. into it. On the final page, you see Mr. Justice, and there's this blue energy ribbon that runs all around him, and it's a splash page. And he talks about how there are different existences, essentially. And it shows the original 40s and 60s MLJ Mighty Comics heroes... It shows a grouping of the Impact Heroes. Mm. It shows the DC Red Circle Heroes. And it shows the New Crusaders. And this also, too, and it shows the fly from Impact. This is And the fly from the 80s Red Circle. This is the first time a new image of the fly 
has been done in print since the lawsuit. Wow. Okay. I have no idea if that was done on the sly or what, but that's where the book ends. It is. They got sued by the uh, <laughs> <humor>. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Well, that's where that's where it ends. They they establish a Crusaders multiverse in a sense of all these different versions, and then never touch on it again. And the next thing that comes out is the Archie Super Teams versus the Mighty Crusaders, which is just the classic '60s versions of the characters fighting Pure Heart and. Jughead Hamburger Hero Guy, whatever he's called. Uh. It, it really, it's a two-issue miniseries that is a, a an expanded version of Archie's Weird Mysteries number three. That's all it is. So after everything we had gone through, Archie decided to just go back to the beginning of this modern yes. re-evolution of these characters because laziness? I guess. Ugh. And in the summer... Of 2019, the B&V Friends Spectacular Digest that came out that summer, B&V being Betty and Veronica, uh, the B&V Friends Spectacular Digest comes out with a three-page, three pages. And those are like 100-something pages. And those, Yeah, those digests are thick. <sighs> three pages of a story where Veronica dressed as a superhero joins Blackjack to solve a crime. And that's it. That's the last thing that has been printed. Come on. Of these characters. And that's 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 the end of the history as of now. Which brings us to a perfect point of asking you all, which of these versions was your favorite? Which of these versions enraged you as a fan? Which of these versions are you most interested in looking into? Head on over to our website at mybigfatpolis.com and let us know. Retrospective review, Archie, New Crusaders, and the Dark Circle. This is the point where we we revisit uh, and give our little review on everything. But first, as always, how can you guys get a hold of these books? Some of them are very easy to get a hold of. Some of them are not easy at all. Mm. The DC Red Circle stuff and the Archie Weird Mysteries stuff, you're just going to have to find the back issues. I'm sure that there are digital copies of those because those are fairly recent within the last 20 years. But they've never gone around to put it in a collective Not that I'm aware of. I wonder if they're on that uh, DC subscription service. They possibly could be. They oh. possibly could be, because I'm sure that DC has done digital editions. I'm too poor to have that, so I don't know. If <laughs> <laughs> Those you would have to find in back issues. Now, everything from the Archie Red Circle launch through the Mighty Crusaders Dark Circle four-issue mini, those have been compiled in trades. Okay, all right. That includes the Black Hood Dark Circle stuff. That's the, the New Crusaders stuff. Obviously, New Crusaders Legacy is a graphic novel. Mm. I'm not sure if the Mighty Crusaders and Archie Super Teams has been collected, but... Um, Ooh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah. So those aren't very difficult to find. Again, when you find any of these, none of them are that expensive. But it will be a little more difficult to find the Archie's Weird Mysteries out of all of these than anything else. Now, as far as how they all hold up, you know, we've kind of touched on some of it. Obviously, the, the best one of the bunch is the New Crusaders. Yeah. It is a fantastic book that I cannot recommend more highly to anyone, whether you know the Mighty Crusaders history or you're completely new. Those six issues 
are fantastic. Everything about it, the writing, the art, it just feels like you're having a good time reading a superhero comic book. Yeah, it is, It is. in fact, since we're coining the phrase, that six-issue miniseries is the epitome of the magic of comics. It really is wonderful. And the, the Fox stuff. The Fox stuff, yes. The Fox yeah. stuff is great. The Fox, they treat him like a black-clad ninja cross between Blue Beetle and Spider-Man. Yeah. It's yeah. so fun. Yeah, it's that sounds it's cool. that weird. It's, yeah. it's, it's just and, weird enough. And they have other characters in it, too. Mm-hmm. They bring back the old villain from the 40s, Madam Satan. Yeah. And Inferno was there. They bring back an old MLJ character, and it's the first time I believe that he's been brought back since the 40s. And his name is The Marvel. <laughs> and he is very cool. He's like, he looks like Plastic Man meets the question <laughs> with the shadow thrown into the mix. That's almost which terrifying is, yeah. to think about. <laughs> but he's he's very, very cool. But it's, and Bob Phantom and is Bob in that book too. Mother F and Phantom. Bob Mother F and Phantom. <laughs> I'm going to put that on a shirt. Now, we, we just did, did just bag on the Dark Circle stuff. And I don't know if any of you guys here have read the Dark Circle things or even flipped through them. No, I've read some of them. I've the, read Black Hood stuff. Ugh. Yeah. Well, Such here's, a disappointment. Here's the thing. After after sitting down and rereading the 11 issues of the first volume of the Dark Circle Black Hood and the, what is it, five issues of season two that they did? Yeah. It is, on its own, as a standalone crime pseudo-vigilante comic book, it is wonderful. Hmm. It is so well constructed. Until the last two or three issues, it kind of gets a little loose. But it's so well put together. But it's just not what I want from the Black Hood. Right. Well, when you want to read a superhero comic, you're reading a superhero comic to escape reality. Mm. Right. Yeah. Well, if I want to read something like that, I'll pick up The Punisher. Yeah. Right. Yes. I've already got a character even, like that. Even The Punisher is lighter than this book was. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> this book was heavy. Now, The Shield and The Hangman, again... Trying to look at them objectively from from a standpoint where they are not Crusaders connected. Mm -hmm. Looking at them as if it is just an original one-off miniseries for both. The concepts are cool, and the first two issues of The Shield and the first two issues of The Hangman are very cool. And then the writing gets sloppy. Mm. And they wrapped up so fast in the last two issues that it's it's almost like they were told, hey... You've got six issues to an ongoing. Tell a story. Oh, wait, sales on issue one and two were bad. Wrap it up. Yeah, yeah. It, it's really rushed. Well, that's something that we've actually touched upon in every single episode of this podcast miniseries is how it seems like all of the incarnations start off real strong and then they just start fizzling and then bloop, gone. And then they're gone for another decade. Yeah. And and that's the thing I'm afraid of right now because here we are. They've gone away. For about a year at this point, I think they've been missing now. Yeah. And I don't want to have to wait another decade right. for them to come back. And who knows how they'll come back. You know, you want to wait 10 years for something that's not what you want out of it. I yeah. mean, I, I don't want to do that either. But then again, you know, you and we've we've said this before, there's still always the originals. Yeah. So you can go back and revisit them and they'll always be there for you if you if you know, if you own them. I think the biggest issue that all of these launches have and even 
the impact run. I think the only one that I would say would not have this problem would be the, the DC Red Circle line because mm. that was a whole different thing with Flashpoint and the New 52. That was a completely different scenario. But everything else, it's like they look at it and go, oh, the numbers for the first four issues of sales have come in and they're not good. Can it? Cancel yeah, it. Well, I don't know that the sales for the first ten issues of Sandman were that good. You know, I don't know if the sales on the first five issues of Preacher were that spectacular. Yeah. I mean, we look at them as classics now, but they all had to build an audience. The Walking least, Dead. Look at The Walking oh, Dead yeah, from Oh, yeah, The Walking Dead. Well, here's something for you. I mean, talking about even the movie aspect, Marvel had to build two Avengers. Yeah. They didn't just go, like, DC, here it is, enjoy yeah. it. They had to build for it, and when you build for it, it's enjoyable and it's memorable and treasured. Yeah, and I think that that tends to be the biggest issue with these characters is that they're in such a rush to get so many of them out as fast as they can that they start to lose their steam. The sales are not where they, the execs, I guess I should say, initially yeah. want them to be. Yeah. for the first few issues. And rather than letting the book find its way and find an audience, can it? You could maybe do that 30, 40 years ago when it was two issues to tell a story or one issue, self-contained. Nowadays, most writers write stories that go for four, five, or six issues. Yeah. How can you tell what sales and audience reaction is going to be like if you haven't let your creators finish their first story arc, mm -hmm. it's not fair to the creators on these books, whether you like them or not. And I'm not a big fan of the Dark Circle stuff, but cutting them as short as they did was not fair to that team. Right, yeah. And it's not fair to the, the characters. So, yeah, I think that the biggest issue is that they just they don't give it time and they don't sign deals. Where in the last 30, 40 years was the Mighty Crusaders animated TV series? Yeah. Where was that? Where was the toy line that they could have banked off of mm -hmm. if these things had a cartoon? And see, that's the weirdest thing, too, because you would think, especially in the 90s with the Impact run, when Hollywood was grabbing every single license they could grab that was based off of a comic book. To make a cartoon out of it, yeah. Why didn't anybody go to our? Well, and, and who and knows? To and toys off it. Man. Right, in the 90s, but who knows? Line. Somebody probably, they probably did go to Archie. And Archie said no. I, right. Possibly, possibly. I, mean, I, I would. I, it kind of boggles my mind to try to think that they would say no. No, we don't want to be a part of that. We have integrity. That uh, fly well, movie, that was yeah. in the works. Yeah, but even that, they couldn't get it off the ground. That's what I mean. No. Like, yeah, it, yeah. It's it's a real shame because yeah. there there's been a lot of wasted potential with them over the years. But as Mister X says, there's always the stuff that we've talked about for the last five episodes, the entire history. So after having gone through that, guys, this is a question not just for our audience. Of course, the question will always be for the audience, and you guys can answer it by either going to our website or finding us on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram and giving us your thoughts and your answers to this question there. But this, this question right now is for the three of you guys primarily. Of the stuff that we've gone over, of the, the various eras of the Crusaders, after this five-part series, are any of them, those eras, grabbing your attention? Are there any that you want to look into more? Are there any that 
you want to expand? If you only know Impact, do you want to check out another kind? Or do you feel like because of the way that they've been handled over their relaunches, did you get what you needed out of this? That's kind of a big, multi-part loaded <laughs> question, but, you know. I mean, I would say red Cir- the Red Circle stuff. The DC stuff or the yeah, 80s stuff? Yeah, uh, the DC stuff. It's not a bad run. Yeah. 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 Prime, what about you? Um, I know that you're an Impact guy. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm always going to be an Impact guy, so I'm biased on that. Um, I don't know if I'm going to really go back and read the 80s Red Circle stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, I've never been a big fan of Lancelot Strong. <laughs> okay, fair um, enough. If anything, I'm going to do, I'm going to actually read those New Crusaders, because I've never read those. Oh, okay, the sixth issue? Yeah, and that sounds really interesting, and uh, maybe uh, cry my way through the uh, relaunch, the 10-year-later one. Oh, yeah, yeah, the Mighty Crusaders 4 issue. The Mighty Crusaders 4 issue is really only worth it for that last page, where it connects all the different versions. Right. In a multiverse kind of setting. Well, it is a sequel to something that was really, really, yeah, really good. So, that's true. of course, yep. it, it had to be subpar. Mr. X? There's a part of me that wishes that the new Crusaders stuff had an established past continuity because mm. they don't allude to any events happening in their past except for there was the Mighty Crusaders, they defeat the Brain Emperor. They stopped being heroes because, you know, didn't have to be heroes anymore. And, oh, guess what? Bad guys are back. Oh, we're all dead. Kids take over. It's very specific to fans because there's enough in-jokes that all the fans, all the long, Mm -hmm. hardcore fans will get. But it's done in a way to where even if you didn't know anything about the past with these characters, it's still fun enough that... That right there is a great representation for anybody that needs to be introduced to the Mighty Crusaders. That's what they need. And that's what I would tell anybody. That's what you've got to read. Now, if you want epic, epicness, then I'm going to tell people, you, well, you got to read the Impact Era. Yeah. Because that's 90s at its best. I, I think ultimately that's probably the top for me. Yeah. Is the Impact run. I think that's where they got it the most right. And I'm not saying that they got it all right. There no, were, no, there were no. missteps right. and impact as well, but I think that's where they got the most right and it and got it most solid. Yeah. Was at that point. When you think about it, and, and I mean even looking at the big two, Marvel and DC, they've quote unquote rebooted countless times, whether it be obvious or subversive. I don't know if there is a group of comic book characters that have gone through as many relaunches, reimaginings, reboots as the MLJ characters. No, I don't think there really has yeah. been. And, uh, and, I, and I know for a fact we'll be waiting for the next yeah. iteration even if it, it is another decade away. The future of the Mighty Crusaders. So before we wrap things up here, we just want to touch on a, a few things about the potential future. You know, we were just talking about not wanting to wait 10 years. There are ways that you can get your Mighty Crusaders fix. Of course, there's fan fiction online, mm-hmm. and there is a lot of Mighty Crusaders fan fiction. Not as much as some other titles, but there is a lot out there. There is a series that is done online uh, called The Impact of the Shields. Uh, which I've I've looked at a couple of times, and it, it looks pretty cool. Probably the most well-known fan fiction is the one run by Mr. Rick Offenberger himself, who is, 
he is the leading authority on these characters. Right. He yeah. is the closest thing that we have, in my opinion, he is the closest thing that we have today to a Stan Lee for these characters, even though he didn't create them. Right. He you know, champions the characters yes, like Stan abso- Lee absolutely, absolutely. Marvel. And he has a fan fiction that you can find online. It's I, I, ironically on Facebook, but it's also on his website, the Mighty Crusaders Network, which is at mightycrusaders.net. And the fan fiction is called Agent Shield. And what he does is he releases a cover and then a little paragraph blurb of what the issue is about. And that's it. And he's done 85 issues that way now, at the the point of this recording. There was a 12-part, I want to say it was 12-part story, uh, The Blue Ribbon Crisis, I think, Ah. where he had his character, Agent S.H.I.E.L.D., going up against every single incarnation of these characters that have been done over the years. It's very fun. You can tell that, you know, he's doing it out of love. and a passion project. And it's a passion project. And you can find that either on the Mighty Crusaders Network or... On Facebook, if you can find the Shield G-Man Club, the Shield G-Man Club is a fan club, basically, for the Shield and for the Mighty Crusaders based on the old G-Man Club from the 40s. And you can send in two stamps and get G-Man Club status, and you get a membership card and a button and everything just like you did in the 40s, except (laughs) instead of it only being two cents, now it's two stamps, of which I, I would like to announce that in my civilian life, I am a proud Agent. I am Agent 161 for anybody that's digging into our identities and doing the math. Other than that, the only other thing that I think bears some importance of mentioning is the Mighty Crusaders next year will get their very first fan film. Hell yeah! They've never been the subject of a fan film before from anyone, at least not that I can find. And in our civilian guise... Through our production company known as Archlight Studios, we are producing an original fan film based on the Mighty Crusaders. It is called The Red Circle Investigations. And everyone that's on this episode, in some fashion, is involved or a part of it. Yep. How about that? And there is all kinds of information on that on our Facebook page, which is at The Red Circle Investigations on Facebook. We also have a Twitter page. And uh, an Instagram page and the official website for the film will be going up soon. Principal photography will begin sometime later this year. And Mr. X, I'm going to let you tell everyone who our focal character is. Oh, you want to? You actually want to release that and in, in well, this, let's, that information. Let's in here, go huh? ahead. I I have been asked by numerous people online about this character, and I think anyone that's listening to this podcast already knows who this character is so it's no secret to them it will really be a secret to anyone who is unfamiliar with these episodes all right well the fan film chapter one and all the subsequent chapters will focus around the character walter whitney who is a private investigator who gets wrapped into this mystery that leads him into discovering some secret hidden information regarding the mighty crusaders who have been gone they've they've disappeared for the last 30 years just like they do in the comics just they like they do in the comics was it after they teamed up it was probably, it was, yes. actually. probably. Yes, it was they they had gone on four missions <laughs> and disappeared at the end of the fourth mission just maybe like they're, issues. maybe they're at a barbecue yeah. <laughs> possibly limited but membership the uh the great thing about it is, is that if you know anything about the mighty crusaders and their 
civilian names, you will know that Walter Whitney is actually Bob Mother Effin Phantom. <laughs> so, yes, my favorite character, because his name is Bob Mother Effin Phantom <laughs> from the comic books, is the focal character in our fan film and i am i i cannot wait to get started that's the only reason you signed on to that do is it, right? Exactly. yeah right yeah <laughs> exactly i was like nope nope that, oh bob phantom oh okay i'm in yeah sure <laughs> so yes that will begin uh principal photography later this year we're busy uh making costumes and we will be you know other than the black hood the black hood showed up on riverdale in season two i want to say as a mm. as a villain and uh, and that's it. And, and, that, he had that's, a, and he had the radio show. The, and the, the radio 40s. show. But, but the it. Black Hood is the only one who has crossed over it's other mediums. Yeah. And it hasn't been anything super heroic. But definitely keep an eye open for Red Circle Investigations, a Mighty Crusaders fan film coming to you very soon from the very people who are doing this podcast. That's right. And Archlight Studios. And Archlight Studios. <laughs> Can't forget them. Good people over there. Well, that's it. That is uh, the end of our of our first miniseries event. You know, guys, I have been talking about this, and I have been pestering you guys about doing these five episodes for some time now. I yeah. can't believe here we are. We've finished it. We, we've we've ended our first miniseries, and we've we've done the entire history of the Mighty Crusaders. I feel more informed. I don't know about you guys. Yes, I concur. Well, even though that concludes our initial miniseries podcast event, this will only be the first of many. Oh, yes, there will be more. And season three, volume three, of My Big Fat Pull List will be starting up very shortly. Yes. So you want to make sure that you follow that. And we will have some news dropping very soon about a My Big Fat Pull List Patreon <gasps> coming soon. I don't know why I was surprised. I, I was say, you're the one building it. Yeah, 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 yeah. mastermind behind it. <laughs> As always, reach out to us on the website at mybigfatpolis.com or through social media, and let us know if there's anything that you heard in these five episodes that you would like us to expand upon, any of these characters that you would like us to do an entire episode on. Get in touch with us for that. Well, that's it, guys. That is the end of the Mighty Crusaders history. I am your host, Dr. Impact. I'm the mysterious Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. And I am Dragonus Prime. Stay mighty, friends. We have reached the end of this verbal adventure, but there will be more. Be sure to bag and board the knowledge you have been given in the long boxes of your mind, safe from the dust bunnies of memory. Visit mybigfatpolis.com for all of their four-color content and follow their social media pages to stay informed. And remember, the secrets of the universe are between the panels. Long story short. Too late. Thank you. Speedy beedy bing. Is that the tone? No. <laughs> yeah, that was the tone that we insert. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> ya boob. Fun fact, Pistols know anything about any of the Crusaders. 
but he's learning he will as, listening yeah, as listening to these yes, episodes yes. just like you can at home that's right yes that's right wow yeah. you realize that this happened before marvel does the whole the super oh, soldier serum is wearing out on steve rogers yeah. gosh i didn't even realize and, that that's uh, point. again another first right. for the mlj yep. kick. yeah yep that's another Ding. one right yeah right up Italian. there to that tally yep Actually, Marvel did that like a couple of times in the 90s. Shut up. Okay. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Prime, transform rollout. 